0: Today's episode of the Hustle the Day podcast, I interview Sebastian Hav, who has taken his years of SEO experience and created a tool to do it yourself. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Hustle the Day podcast. My name is Trent, and I am very fortunate to have Sebastian Hav here with me today. Uh, Sebastian is the owner of Self SEO. And I want him to talk to you a little bit about uh, his version of hustling and owning a small business. So, Sebastian, why don't you jump in here? Give us a little introduction about who you are.
1: Thanks for the opportunity, Trent. really appreciate it, man. So, um, so my name is Sebastian Hav. i from Los Angeles, California, specifically Glendale. Um, I started as an entrepreneur when I was around 16 years old, got into starting my own websites, and then from there i kind of just progressed into marketing and then found stumbled across seo and uh never looked back it's been about 13 14 years now and yeah just lo- loving the grind loving entrepreneurship and i can see myself doing this for the rest of my life pretty much
0: well, that's awesome
1: that's good to know that you can see yourself
0: doing this uh, even after 13 14 years doing it the rest of your life and we talked a little bit before we started recording we have you know a similar start i started doing web design when i was 14 and um, uh, it's, it's cool to see that you kept going down that path where I've jumped all over the place. It probably would have been more beneficial for me to keep, keep going
1: down that path. <laughs> yeah, man, there's a lot of shiny ball syndrome. Um, and I think we're all kind of susceptible to it, but it's just, once you find that one path that you can really excel at and you really enjoy, I think go hundred percent on that and forget about everything else. Absolutely. Yeah,
0: I definitely have that shiny object syndrome because I can jump around to too many things. But fortunately, the one thing that I've always been passionate about is entrepreneurship. And so it's great to be able to interview other entrepreneurs on here and uh, see what makes them tick and get their stories. So I appreciate again that you're that you're here and sharing your story.
1: Yeah, man. I love meeting entrepreneurs and we're all over the world now. It's just insane how much it's really grown. And I think a lot of that has to do with some popular figures, some shady figures, but I think in the end, as long as they're promoting entrepreneurship, then it's a good thing because, you know, we're a kind of a, a lonely race out there and it's hard to really help each other out uh, without um, enabling each other in a way where we want to give each other stuff. And I think if we just learn the lessons and, that's the best thing we can do. Just give each other the lessons that we've learned and then we can all become better for it. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. It it can
0: feel like a lonely Island at times, but, uh, you know, there is definitely a support network out there. If you are willing to reach out and, and talk to those people, like you mentioned, it's worldwide. I've got, uh, Two recordings this week one from somebody in bali one from somebody in australia and so i mean it's it's definitely worldwide and it's it's great to make the world smaller by you know these these podcasts absolutely um so i want to talk to you about um who was the most influential person on who you became today
1: oh man uh specifically in entrepreneurship
0: or talking like just just a personal business whatever it is who
1: who has influenced sebastian to become who sebastian is today oh man i mean it's gonna be a bit of a cop-out but you know i kind of grew up religious so um probably jesus and then uh you know those things you learn when you're a kid it kind of just sticks with you and uh so a lot of the stuff even though i'm not as religious as i once was kind of those principles still kind of stuck in me so it's just about being a good person and like uh, loving people, trying to lead with love and like uh, giving people the benefit of the doubt, forgiving them. You know, especially when they're, like they're going to screw you over at some point in your life, you just need to, you know, forgive them or pre-forgive them and make sure that uh, your relationship is bigger than whatever problem that is. So, yeah, man, I probably have to say Jesus, but I know it's probably like something you get a lot
0: oh i don't consider it a cop out because that that's who's most influential on you so th- that's that's absolutely the correct answer if that's what uh mm-hmm. if that's who's been most influential on you uh but i like that you touched on um uh, the fact that people are going to screw you over they but you can't dwell on that you can't uh you can't let that eat you up so um uh, that's great that you have that attitude and that you're willing to Forgive those people because it, it's part of entrepreneurship. It's going to happen. Unfortunately, you obviously want to keep your circle uh, to the right type of people, but sometimes uh, other people infiltrate that. So,
1: of course, I think it's just uh, it's just life, man. You know, and I think you know Gary Vaynerchuk he says it a lot. He's like, don't feel bad for these people. Don't like be angry at these people. It's just that they lack some perspective. So it's just about you know empathy. So that's mm-hmm. i I said yeah if I had to pick a second person probably Gary vaynerchuk yeah absolutely yeah uh, Gary Vaynerchuk has definitely been
0: a, a big influence on on my entrepreneurship journey as well so i I definitely understand that mm-hmm. uh, so how is it that
1: you ended up becoming an entrepreneur how is it that you started your own business yeah man uh, I can't even remember how I came across this page one day but it was I landed on this uh clickbank sales page and it was about this ebook about this guy who makes you know these millions of dollars I still don't know if it's true or not but he said <laughs> you know I make millions of dollars uh, and I do like XYZ I don't do much just buy my ebook it's $47 and I was like in my teenage years at that time so I didn't have the money uh, so I like I somehow found a way to get his PDF ebook I think I used some of those it wasn't torrent wasn't big back then but I think I used those P2P file sharing services mm-hmm. like uh, Morpheus or Kazem or something like that yeah, and I, I got a hold of it somehow. It was like it's only 50 pages, but honestly, it did change my life in a big way. I, I learned about what you know what this guy was doing. It was basically entrepreneurship 1.0, and just you know, some of these tactics were pretty shady. But like, it kind of got me into the idea that okay, I can actually do this. Like this guy's doing it, I can do it too. Just get a website up and start doing X Y Z. There's affiliate marketing here. Uh, what a drop. Sh- all these new ideas I'd never even heard of. And that kind of just sparked my brain. And I'm like, you know, I can do this. I can take control and start of, you know, I wasn't doing that well in school. I'm like, okay, this is like the alternative route. I didn't know about trade school or anything like that. So this kind of seemed like the only legitimate path or way out. And I'm like, okay, this sounds more like me. And then it kind of just, that's just kind of how it started. And its it's been that way ever since. Like the, uh, the path has, you know, obviously changed, you know, you you fail here, you fail there. So your path becomes, it's not like one straight road. It's like a rocky road that goes left and right and center and all around. But that's the journey and I'm grateful for it. And I don't regret it at all. That's great. Yeah. Uh, It's
0: interesting that, you know, some of those things that seem elementary to us now at the time, I mean, they were mind blowing ideas to you. So that's, that's cool that you were able to see that and see the different opportunities that really are out there. Um, and you mentioned, you know, you, you dabbled in some other things along the way, like Amazon FBA and mm-hmm. uh, some of those other things that are great opportunities, but definitely require a lot of work. Um, but, you know, you've definitely gone down that SEO path and you've committed to it and that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of people don't understand how much work really goes into this and uh, how much work it takes to become an expert. Um, so how much time do you think you've devoted to SEO?
1: Oh, man. Uh, SEO, honestly, like you, you ask 100 people, 100 SEOs, about what is SEO, you get 100 different answers. It's essentially yep. getting your website up on search engines, you know, optimizing it for search engine visibility is the quickest and easiest way I can answer it. But, I mean, it all started with, you know my own websites, and then to be honest, you, you really you can read a lot of books about. It. Like I did write a book about it, but it's just the fundamentals. After that, you really just need to experiment yourself and see what works because the algorithms are changing every day. So you're not going to get somebody who's the number one expert all the time. Things are always it's an uh, ever changing landscape pretty much. So who's an expert today is not going to be an expert tomorrow if they don't keep up with it. If they're not making their own websites or their client websites. They're not experimenting. They're not trying to do new things all the time. They're trying to kind of break the, their websites to see what it, you know what the web what the uh, search engines respond to the most. Then they're not really doing SEO. So SEO is kind of like this ongoing thing. It's like once you stop doing it, then you're kind of you're not an SEO anymore because you know you've lost that touch. So it, it doesn't take much to get back into it. But yeah, it's just all about keep experimenting, keep trying out new things and see what the search engines respond to. And that's how you're helping yourself and your clients out, if you have any.
0: Very cool. Yeah, I, I like that you mentioned that you you always have to be experimenting, always trying things. Uh, a lot of people who, once they get to a certain level, they just kind of rest on their laurels. Oh, I know this works. I'm just going to keep churning this out because I know it works. Uh, but like the like you mentioned, the landscape is changing
1: Daily, <laughs> yeah. Um, what works today is not going to work tomorrow, and we find that out every time they do an algorithm update, or you know they target these kind of websites. You know, health websites just recently got hit because it's, or the finance websites got hit as well because you know it's important now. They only look at experts and trusted sources. So even if you did have like some shady website up there and it was doing really well, it's not going to do well anymore. So you have to keep, you have to, you know, it's like an ongoing process. You can't just like like you said, rest on your laurels because you're going to be buried by the competition sooner or later. Yeah, for sure. So
0: you mentioned uh, you mentioned that you're experimenting, and whenever you experiment, you know you are going to inevitably come up with some failures. What What would you say has been your biggest failure in the entrepreneurship journey, and what have you learned from it?
1: Yeah, I mean, the good thing is that. I mean, even when you fail, you can kind of still recover. So a lot of stuff you just end up losing a lot of time and money on. You don't really get penalized like people get afraid of. A lot of webmasters think, oh, am I going to get penalized if I do this thing or that thing? Worst case is that you're just going to those efforts are going to be discounted. So you lost money and you lost time. So if you try to build like a, what do they call it, the PBNs, the private blog networks is one thing. Kind of shady, still kind of works, but Eventually, you know, engines don't like it. They're going to try and phase it out. So you might as well not do it. But stuff like that, people have invested thousands into those things. They've bought portfolios of PBNs or they're like, they're buying links, of course. And, the, you know, they're not going to get penalized for those things, but they're just, it's not going to be as effective or if effective at all. So it's like you spend thousands of dollars when you could have spent that money elsewhere. You could have spent it on hiring somebody who's going to produce great content. And that's going to last, you know, for a long time. Much longer than these little tactics that you're trying. So I guess the lesson here is that stop trying to chase the algorithm and stop trying to stop spending your time and money on things that you know they might pay off in the short term. But if you're in this for the long term, please don't do those kind of tactics because it's only going to end up hurting yourself and you're going to basically giving the competition a leg up because now they know that you're behind on your resources. Now they can invest in worthy things like you know good content, things that users actually want to see. So. It doesn't make sense either way for you to try those kind of things unless you're just you're doing it on some website and you have some budget, you don't care about the money and you're just experimenting then. Okay, that's fine. That's like your R&D budget. But for, for those of us entrepreneurs, you know, who really, you know, we can't be wasting our money like that, then always do the right thing the first time around. Absolutely. It kind of comes back to the fundamentals. As long as you've got, you know,
0: a, a quick loading website that um, you're, putting out consistent, uh, unique content. I mean, you know, some of those basic things and, you know, you can tweak the algorithm for, you know, word count or something like that. But, you know, it really uh, comes back down to the fundamentals is the long-term win, it sounds like.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, word count, all those stupid things, like above the fold or like, uh, yeah, it has to load under like two seconds. And it's just, there's no... Metric like that. Those are good. They might be good guidelines, but yeah, it's gonna change tomorrow anyway so just (laughs) Do what the users would want to see, you know, it's like make a website for users not search engines That's the golden rule make it for like your mom Like if your mom would have a good experience on this website, then you know, everyone will have a good experience on this website That's a good way of
0: putting it, you know, make a make a website that somebody wants to use not not a website for Google. Yeah I, I like that so with, with so much emphasis right now on social media, how important is SEO right now?
1: Yeah, SEO is seen as like just another channel. And in a lot of ways it is, but uh, in a lot of ways you have more control with SEO than you do with those social channels. You know, as we see, some people are losing their YouTube accounts, they're getting strikes. Uh, Twitter is like, uh, I don't know, silencing some people, shadow banning people, whatever. You don't have full control over any of those platforms. But SEO... Even though people say, oh, well, then Google has more control. Yes, that's true, but you still have more control than those other things. There's no real person there that's actually monitoring your uh, website. It's just uh, an algorithm. So as long as you're doing the right thing, you're not really going to get penalized or uh, taken taken down or like banned or anything like that. So you do have more control in that sense. So obviously, you've got that, you've got your email list, things like that, that only SEO can really provide a good foundation for for your business and something that you want to do long-term, you know, so, social uh, media websites, they're going to go down. Like we see a lot of, like Vine went down and what else, uh, MySpace, Bebo, all these things. You know, so if you're building your business on these platforms, while it's, it's still a good idea, I wouldn't focus 100% on that. You know, you want to diversify your efforts. You want to be on every platform, but you want to look at SEO as the, uh, the foundation of your business.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like you mentioned, those things every, every day, you know, a social media network is at risk of going down or, you know, even, uh, ones that are still strong right now, like Instagram or TikTok. what if their servers go down? What if something happens during the middle of the day and you've got scheduled posts, you're supposed to be launching something right then. Uh, and you're at the mercy of them. Whereas, you know, you can, understand that you've got redundant servers and things for your website and so i mean i understand you know mm. seo definitely has its place and still has its importance even in the social media landscape yeah exactly um uh, so the question is what is your company self seo tell, tell me a little bit about that and what you do
1: sure so a few years ago I was after doing seo for other companies uh we had our own agency. And so we were just doing consulting and, um, you know, the regular SEO stuff for clients. But uh, we found very quickly that a lot of people, either we were turning them away because they didn't have the budget for our rates, or for some reason, they just didn't meet our requirements. And so we didn't want to, we kept disappointing them by turning them away. And then, you know, they'd eventually do other, they'd invest in other shady stuff, like uh, these local companies that these lead gen companies, and they were just basically blowing their money on ppc and just stuff that they didn't really know about and so we were look we're like we have to have some sort of solution for these smaller businesses that don't have the budget for us um, but they still want to invest in seo and they're doing the right thing by looking at seo as a you know as a viable channel for their business so what can we do here and we looked around and we couldn't really find any solution for them and so we thought okay um would a some some kind of ai robot that could guide them along the way Uh, when they were just doing their SEO that this thing would tell them, okay, you've done this. Now do X, now do Y, now do Z. So kind of like, we call it a DIY platform for SEO. So it's basically just, uh, you logging in and your website's already there. It's kind of, there are SEO tools out there. This is kind of like that, but we tell you what to do and what to, how to do it and why it's important. And once you've done that, what to do next. So, it's kind of like a hold you by the hand kind of solution for small businesses that want to invest in SEO, but don't have the budget for an actual full scale agency. This is what self SEO is for them. Okay. So uh, just so I
0: understand a little bit more, it is um, self SEO has host the website and then just guide you through the process. Or can this be used with uh, another user's website?
1: Yeah, it's not, it's not, we don't host the website. Yeah, okay. uh, It's just a, uh, it's a, It's basically a tool uh, where they enter in their website and then it kind of has like a profile for their website and it tells them, it analyzes their website obviously and then it tells them, okay, you've done this, good. Now do this, now do, it's kind of like a to-do list but an an AI generated to-do list and it will look at your website and make sure you're doing everything right and then it will tell you what to do next and how to do it and why it's important and then it will analyze it and check your rankings and it's basically if you've used any of those SEO tools, it's basically like that with like a human touch or like a guide that tells you what to do along the way.
0: Yeah, I like that it's, you know, self, that self-guided in a way that you can um, follow along with it at your own pace, but then, you know, you've always got, you know, someone there to help you with the next step. And I like that you mentioned it explains why it's important. A lot of people, you know, um, I've been guilty of this myself, but I'll tell somebody, Hey, you need to be working on this and didn't explain why. So to them, it, they're not invested in it because they don't have the explanation behind it. So that's actually really smart on your part.
1: Yeah, man. We realized even when we were consulting with clients that we told them to do this and they didn't, because they didn't know why we were telling them to do that. They would just think, oh, okay, it's just one more thing. Right, we can do that later. But once you explain why it's important and how much, uh, benefit they can see in their business, either revenue or traffic wise, then it makes a lot more sense for them to be like, okay, this is the best use of my time. I'm going to get a good ROI here. So best I do it or tell someone in my staff to do it. The important thing is that it gets done. And so, yeah, explaining to them, like it just shoots up the, uh, the action rate, uh, a lot higher.
0: Okay. Then I,
1: I really appreciate
0: that. Um. Uh, so you've, you've gone down this journey. Um, is SEO something you've, you have been passionate about that has made you stick with it for all this time?
1: Yeah, man. Uh, you know, I got into it honestly because I didn't have the money to invest in PPC or email marketing and all that. But yeah, once I got into it, and I, once you see results, it's kind of like going to the gym, you know, you don't like doing it at first, but then once you start seeing some results, you kind of get hooked onto it and you're like, okay, now what else can I do with this? And then, and then it just goes from there. It's like, um, I've been doing it for, for this long. Like, I really like to see the evolution, like w- like watching the evolution right in front of your eyes. It kind of makes you like part of something bigger than yourself. And then you've got the SEO community on Twitter. Then there's like Slack channels and the forums. So once you like kind of get ensconced in it, it's kind of like you you this is your life and you don't really know any other life beyond this one. So you wouldn't know what to do. It's kind of like your identity is tied to it. <laughs> So it's in that, in that way, like, yeah, you love it and you don't really know what else you would do without it kind of thing. Very cool. Um, yeah, I like that you relate it to the gym because
0: I I feel like SEO and the gym have a lot of parallels because SEO is not a quick fix. It's not a something that you see results the next day in most cases, um, so it is something that you have to keep working on. You have to keep, you know, being up to date on things. And uh, whereas with the gym, you know, you're not going to see results tomorrow from what you did today. It's got to take a little bit of time, a little bit of effort. And then when you see those results, man, it's amazing. Like, like you said.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, the gym, that's a that's a great analogy yeah, for SEO and for life. You know, it's like uh, you can't take shortcuts and you can't outsource it. You can't tell someone else to wait, lift the weights for you. You know it's like you have to do it, and everyone's gonna see whether you do it or not because the results will show and you know you can take the shortcuts, you can do the steroids and all that, but it's not sustainable, and people are gonna know so it's the it, yeah it's it's kind of like the perfect analogy for life and entrepreneurship is like going to the gym and doing these, these things, putting in the reps and over the long haul, you'll see the results, and everyone will see it as well. you can't fake it, and yeah it's it's a it's a perfect way to live life because uh, you're going to benefit, and everyone else is going to benefit as well.
0: Absolutely, that actually brings me to another question I want to ask you. Jump, jumping a little bit, but uh, so what's one one thing somebody's starting a business today? What what should they be doing to create those reps? What are what are those reps that they should be doing today?
1: Yeah, I think uh, really building a brand. Um, I know Gary Vaynerchuk says it a lot. You know, your personal brand matters. People don't like to attach their personality to it but i think it's really important now is that uh people want to know who the person is behind the brand and you know we watch shark tank and then like you know you get emotional because you hear their story and now you want to invest in their business even though it could be a similar business to a hundred thousand other businesses out there you know a lot of you know co- like insurance you know it's a commodity right but people want to buy insurance from people that they know and they like and they trust you know there's like all these networking groups now b and i and all that it's just a bunch of guys who sell credit card process This insurance, you know, car sales, things you can get anywhere, but people want to buy it from, you know, local people, people that they know. So it's kind of like, um, you have to really start with yourself, put yourself out there and like, tell people your story. And then from there you can like, be like, okay, I'm selling this thing today. And you know, I might switch to selling this thing tomorrow. And it's kind of like a good way to mitigate your risk. It's like, okay, I was selling this supplement today. Uh, you know, that supplement industry, I don't know, for some reason got regulated or bombed or. Turned out it wasn't as good as the evidence was showing it to be. But now I'm selling this thing and, you know, I made a mistake and here's whatever. And people who are invested in you are going to, you know, they're going to buy that product too. But if you're just building up that whole uh, industry and that brand on that one product or that one, you know, solution, whatever, then it's going to be a lot harder for you to switch over. So I think the foundation is building your own personal brand and then going from there.
0: Absolutely. I, I entirely agree with that and that's honestly something I've personally struggled with because you know I, I'm the type of person that I care too much about what people think of me. So I struggle showing my personality out there. So uh, mm-hmm. I I needed to hear that as much as, you know, some of the audience may need to hear that. But uh it is absolutely true like you said if you if something happens, you're working on one thing and it goes by the wayside, well they're still going to be following you. They're still going to be invested in you. So I I appreciate that.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, So so in this SEO journey, it's actually led to some other things. Like you mentioned, you've written a book. uh, You've started doing some speaking gigs. Tell me a little bit about that transition from, you know, becoming an expert to teaching.
1: Yeah. I mean, it just kind of came naturally. A lot of people uh, started asking me, what, what did you do? How did you get started? What is SEO? Like, uh, there's all these courses I can take. They're thousands of dollars. You know, one course is $500 just for the basics of SEO. And I was like, you know, you don't really need a course. Uh, you, t- the Fundamentals are pretty easy to learn if you just, you know, uh, you read, you know, you read these blog posts or read this one article. And kind of, I was like, okay, it might be easier for me to just c- compile this all into one resource. So that's kind of what I did. I just kind of took my own knowledge um, and then, you know, took a little bit from here, a little bit from there, the best of what you know, the SEO world had to offer and put into this little book that anybody can pick up and understand it. And then, you know, it's only like 120 pages, so it's not long, but it's everything you really need to know about the basics of SEO, uh, what it was, where it is now and where it's going and what you can do to you know, get started in this um, field. And yeah, um, there's also a glossary in there for a lot of, there's a lot of jargon that SEO people use and it's, you know, it's not their fault. Just uh, every industry has it. So there's a glossary in the back. So you learn the lingo as well. And yeah, uh, it's, in my opinion, it's like the best thing for somebody who doesn't know SEO to pick up and be able to say, okay, now I understand what SEO is and um, I'm going to get started tomorrow.
0: Very cool. And like you mentioned, you're, you're more focused on the fundamentals. So if you write a book about the fundamentals, well then it's going to be relevant no matter what the the algorithm changes are. So
1: that's good. Exactly, yeah. I'm not going to write something about advanced SEO, which is going to change tomorrow. It's like you have to change that book every day then. So <laughs> get the fundamentals right, then yeah. And I don't mind doing it, but yeah, you don't really need to because the fundamentals are the same. Yeah. And that's cool. That's led into other things. Like
0: you mentioned speaking as well uh, on your website um, that uh, you've gotten into now, which is, which is pretty cool. It's a way of people recognizing that you are becoming this expert or you are this expert in this, in this field.
1: Yeah. i like, I wasn't trying to be one, but um, it kind of just comes with the territory. You know, it's like you're doing it for so long that people just naturally start asking you questions and then, uh, you know, they get value out of it. They want to help you. They're like, okay, well, uh, you know, I'm run, I'm gonna be at this thing, or you know, they're looking for this guy for SEO. So why don't you come? You know, it's kind of just like it happens by osmosis. You're not out there trying to pitch for people. They're like, hey, hey, let me let me uh, you know, let me pitch my product to all these people. Like, let me get uh, speaking is the you know my foot in the door. Uh, that's kind of not how most speakers even get started because you know, number one, people see through that, and number two. You're not a real expert, then if that's what you're trying to do, then you don't really care about the craft as much as you care about you know slinging your product so those kind of people you know they don't last long anyway, so for it's sure. not a sustainable route
0: yeah, yeah it is I like that you that you said that it's not sustainable it is something that uh, may work for a short time but uh, the the great thing about the internet and its uh and how much transparency it provides is that people can see through that pretty quickly whereas people could make careers off of it before
1: (laughs) Yeah, luckily with the internet, you know things are becoming more transparent So no one can really get away with stuff like that for long, which i'm really grateful for a lot of gurus are being exposed And yeah, I think that's a very good thing to be honest.
0: Yeah, absolutely so because this is the the hustle of the day podcast i want to ask you how you would personally define the word hustle
1: i think uh consistency man just uh being consistent uh putting in the work uh putting in the reps like we mentioned just doing it every day and you know there's going to be tough days but uh honestly most of the days are going to be just average some days are going to be good some days are going to be bad but as long as you stay consistent no one you know that was successful wasn't consistent. So I think hustle is just another word for longevity and consistency, hard work, discipline, all those things wrapped up into one. And, you know, the ones who think it's something else, you know, they won't be around for the next iteration of what it means then. So, yeah, that that's that would be my personal definition for it. Uh, it'd be interesting to know what yours is, considering you, you know, build a whole brand around it. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: honestly, I... I don't know if I could personally define it, uh, because every time I interview someone, I get a different answer Mm -hmm. and I love all the answers. Uh, so it, it honestly becomes whatever the last version that I've heard because Mm -hmm. consistency is absolutely correct. It is something that you need to always be going at it, always doing, always getting, going towards that goal that you have because, uh, If you don't, then it's easy to get distracted. Or like we talked about earlier, the shiny object syndrome. If you're not focused on something and consistently attacking it, then you're never going to achieve it. Exactly. So I I appreciate that definition. Um, One last question I want to ask you is, what is it that excites you about the future? And that doesn't necessarily have to be business relayed. What What is it that excites you right now about the future?
1: Oh, man. Uh, kind of, to be honest, I wish I was born like 50 years from now because I want to see, you know, what technology, what it's done. You know, in the last 20 years, we've seen what the internet has done for the entire world. And it's insane. And I really can't believe it. You know, it was only 2001 when we got the internet. And it's you know, it's been, what, 18 years? And like, we've gone from that into iPhones and AI and, you know, augmented reality and VR. Like, I just, I, I love that, you know, technology, you know, knowledge, all that kind of the robots, you know, like we've got AI powering our business right now, which i never would have expected, you know, even like two years ago or five years ago, it's just insane. So, I mean, hopefully like, you know, they have like Gary Vaynerchuk says, you know, there's that drug that will make us live forever. Like I would love for that to happen because I just, I'm always excited to see what's happening next, especially in entrepreneurship. It's just, yeah, it's, it's just like this, this, uh, what's it called? This thirst for knowledge, I guess, is, you know, I know it's a bit shady to say it that way, but like, yeah, like just finding out what's, what else we're going to do, what else the human race is going to be capable of. You know, they have got the self-driving cars with Teslas. These are things that I could never have imagined when I was a kid. And so to see what how far we've come in such a short amount of time, like man i i can't even explain where i want to see humanity or where it's going to be and how i can contribute to that in any which way I, i'm not as smart as those guys but you know i want to be there for that and contribute to it in any which way that i can
0: yeah absolutely uh that's that's a fantastic uh response to that because i i'm so focused on you know the now it's hard to think oh man 50 years what is it going to be like and that's, that's hard to fathom just with how much growth we've had. And like you mentioned with the cars, cars are honestly my passion. And, mm-hmm. uh, I would have never guessed, you know, back in 2001 that we'd have self-driving cars at this point in time. Um, and so mm-hmm. it's it's amazing to think of what the future holds. So I appreciate that.
1: Yeah, of course.
0: Uh, so I want to give you some time to, uh, shout out any particular people where people can find you what what the best uh, means of contacting you is
1: um, I'm most active on Twitter. So it's just twitter.com slash Sebastian Hobbs. So it's Sebastian and H O double V. Um, I just share um, Interesting articles that I found um, weekly or talk about SEO and any like if I write a blog article or anything I post it up there happy to connect with anybody anyone who has any questions my DMS are open Happy to yeah talk about anything like entrepreneurship. Um, I'm on the um, a few entrepreneurship forums as well. Um, yeah, I read a lot of books, so if you guys want to talk about books and um, YouTube channels and all that, like I, I just love learning more and more because I know that I'm not the smartest guy in the room. Uh, usually, I'm not. So um, yeah, man, I, I love talking about business, entrepreneurship, and anything else you want to chat about. You know, I'm open on Twitter. That's the best place to catch me
0: okay well the, that's the that's great i'll include links uh in the show description to to your twitter uh but um uh, like i said you're not the smartest person in the room but that's the way it's supposed to be is you're supposed to learn from those who are you know levels ahead of you and so that's that's a great way to be
1: <laughs> yeah man of course and uh, yeah man i just want to uh, take this opportunity thank you man uh, i think you're doing a great thing and yeah i I only, uh, wish for the best and I can't wait to see how far the podcast comes in like a year and two years and three years from now.
0: Well, I really appreciate that. I've definitely been enjoying it and I love learning from other entrepreneurs. Uh, you know, I, I realize every time I, I do these things that, um, I need to elevate my game to Sebastian's level now. So <laughs> it, it, I appreciate that you took the time out of your day to, to talk to me. And uh, I'm grateful that uh, we were able to connect and we'll continue to connect after this. And it sounds like we need to be exchanging uh, the books we're reading and
1: uh, keep up on that. So, Absolutely, man. Thank you so much, Trent, man. Always great talking to other entrepreneurs, man. It's always a pleasure.
0: Yeah, thank you. So for everybody that was listening today, uh, I know you got value out of this because I definitely got value out of this. So I want you to take this value and get out there and hustle the day. Thanks for listening to the Hustle the Day podcast all the way through. I really appreciate that. I just want to let you know that I help small businesses with their online strategy. So if you or anyone that you know needs help with their online strategy and owns a small business, I'm your guy. Go ahead and connect with me at Trent V. Bray on Instagram or trentvbray.com.